Support for Character Crusade comes from Audiobooks.com. Audiobooks make it possible to enjoy a story, learn something new, or find inspiration anytime, anywhere. And with more than 60,000 titles available, Audiobooks.com makes it easy and convenient. Simply set up your account and start downloading your favorite books to your mobile device. Right now you can start with a free 30-day trial and select the book of your choice to get started. Go to book.charactercrusade.com and start listening today. Greetings, Crusaders. You're listening to Character Crusade, Skyrim Role Play Workshop, and we have an awesome episode for you tonight. We are going to be talking to the incomparable Jessa of the Jessa channel on YouTube. She is a Let's Player and has done a lot of work uh, in Skyrim, creating a wonderful Let's Play. She's got um, a very unique role play style. I've never seen anything like it. It's amazing. And she's been at it now with the same character uh, for three years running. Um, now, she does a lot of other Let's Plays as well. She gets into Sims and a lot of interesting games. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure to go and check out her YouTube channel, the Jessa channel. Um, but before we get into that, we have some shout-outs. Hey, and a big thank you to Dave, who joined our Patreon campaign. Dave has, of course, by joining our Patreon campaign at $5 a month, become a Character Crusade Knight. And for only $5 a month, you can be a Character Crusade Knight, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. 
and we'll give you access to all of our exclusive patron-only content, including audio and video and, well, of course, the incredibly important micro-mods that are Character Crusade patron campaign-only perks. So join us on patron.charactercrusade.com like Dave has. Thanks, Dave. What's also great is that we have a couple brand new five-star ratings on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening to the podcasts via iTunes. Uh, it's really kind of everyone's preferred way. Uh, well, if you're an iPhone user, of course, for those of us who are Android users, we have to find other ways to do it. But we've got a couple of great new five-star ratings on iTunes for the Character Crusade podcast. The first of which uh, comes from Danielle Dovis' daughter. Of course, we've got a good write-up here in addition to the five stars. I'm going to read the whole thing to you because I think it's important. A longtime viewer of Couch Warriors content. Uh, Danielle used to go by the name of Armor Trance. She says, I'm glad I stayed subscribed in order to catch this newest project release. I think the banter between the producers and guests is fabulous. It's light and made me laugh out loud more than a few times. Nothing ever feels forced, like it's trying to be something. But rather, it feels like sitting around the table with a bunch of fellow nerds and some drinks and having a blast with a game we all love. Keep up the great work. And it's fab to hear your voice again, Couch Warrior. Keep moving onwards and upwards, and who knows? Maybe you'll be the rival to Elderlore. Hmm. Rivals. But that's not the only one. We also have... Well, anyway, I want to say again, thanks, Danielle so much for the five-star rating for your comments on iTunes. Love to hear about, love to hear the feedback from everybody, all of our fans all around the world. It's great to hear from you all the time. Really appreciate when you add the five-star ratings and the comments on iTunes. The other five-star rating we've got is by Ian Zeller or Zeller. One of those, I hope. Ian, please uh, forgive me for mispronouncing your name if that's the case. Five-star rating that just has a title of WOW. I agree, by the way, and thank you very much. Ian says, I was at first skeptical if I would actually enjoy a podcast by my favorite Let's Player, just due to the lack of image and things to that effect. I believe this podcast alone has the ability to revolutionize Skyrim role-playing. I have been building my own epicosity-type project. All in all, amazing. Well, Ian, I think that it's fantastic, not only for the rating, but that Epicosity is uh, something that you've taken on, and we'd love to hear about your Epicosity project. Feel free to send us some feedback. Just go to charactercrusade.com and fill out the form that's pretty much on every page. We'd love to hear where you're going with your Epicosity project. Anyone else who has any Epicosity ongoings, we'd love to hear about that, too, so... Join in the fun, of course, getting out to the charactercrusade.com website and fill out your form. Submit it to us. We read them all. We appreciate all the feedback and really like to hear what everyone's doing in their games. It's not just about us. It's about the entire community of folks who are playing a game that we all love. So Danielle and Ian, thank you so much. Welcome, Crusaders. Tonight we're interviewing Jessa from the Jessa channel on YouTube. She is a fantastic uh, role player 
and and Let's Player. Um, she's got a terrific uh, Skyrim Let's Play out there that you should definitely check out. Very unique role play style, and it is a pleasure for us to be talking with her tonight. We're gonna learn a little bit more about her channel, about uh, her thoughts on role play and YouTube and Let's Play, and then we're going to uh, dive into the Let's Play or the uh, Play Theory mm -hmm. segment where we're gonna talk a little bit about what we think are some really terrific mods that you could use for role play and we're going to kind of go around the table and talk about great modding resources for role players welcome jessa hi <laughs> it's that's it's my, great to have you that's on my here. New, that's my interview voice hi hi <laughs> so very nice i love it yeah mm-hmm so uh thank you for jessa yeah, it's that. it's really a, a pleasure. I've been wanting to to get you on this podcast before it was even a podcast. Yeah, you asked me a um, year ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it, it, I think it gives people some clue, um, you know, how long these ideas marinate before they come to fruition. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I think, I I think what for me has been special about your channel is. Not just the way that you do role play, because I, I think it is truly unique and interesting and artistic and entertaining, uh, but also just the fact that I think you started your channel shortly before I did, and uh, I remember kind of watching what you were doing as I was getting ready to roll out my channel, and I thought, you know, here's somebody who's really got a fresh idea. Here's somebody who's doing something interesting, who understands who she is and her brand and all these different things. Someone who's really doing it right. And I think uh, for, you know, for a long time, I was admiring what you were doing and the way that you were approaching it. And it had an impact on how I decided to put my channel together. So I firstly, appreciate that very much and then you were uh i think one of the only people when i was uh, uh early on in my youtube mm -hmm. career so to speak that uh was interested or willing to answer my questions and interact <laughs> yeah. and uh talk shop yeah so I, that I, was cool as well i love you know whenever we get to chat i get to pick your brain you know it's it's mm -hmm. fantastic, but and I was saying just before we started recording that Stu has got a genius of, for creativity that is second to none, to be absolutely honest. As far as and I've learned a lot from him, not not to mention just how to kick butt with a bow and arrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's got a penchant for the bow. He's very kind, <laughs> but very um, kind. You know, you mentioned what I was doing, and it might be good for the viewer to know what I'm doing who haven't come to my channel. Yeah, kind of give us a uh, a rundown of of your style specific to to the way that you handle role play in Skyrim on your channel. Well, Skyrim is one of my I suppose you call it flagship series. Um, I started out doing Skyrim. And I started out doing The Sims Two, which also has a very ardent community behind it. Um, and Skyrim was the first episode I put out on my channel, which is still available to view. It came out on November eleventh, two thousand two. And I came to do my channel because I was looking for, to be honest, what I what I was here on this planet to do. So before I actually the channel first came into my idea into my mind in July, when I began to question um, 
what I wanted to do with myself. And I asked myself the basic question, which was when left alone and needing to do something to make myself feel better or take my mind off of things or whatever, what what did I naturally gravitate to? And the answer was computer games and particularly um, games like The Sims 2 or Skyrim where I could create a story and get into that world. And as a mm-hmm. little girl, I spent a lot of time drawing over and over again um, photographs, uh, uh, I'm sorry, pictures of drawings of houses. And I'd like to imagine, mm-hmm. like a lot of other children do, you draw a house and you put a family in it and you do all this kind of stuff. So that's what I would do with The Sims 2. But I also wanted to have some adventure as well, too. So mm-hmm. Skyrim came out as a response to what I wanted to do in life. Basically, I feel that I'm here on this planet to help people, other people, get off the planet for a little bit. Get, In other words, when they come into my channel, there's a half an hour of, of basically being able to immerse yourself in whatever world it is that I am creating or I and my viewers are co-creating together. So what I do specifically in my role play with Skyrim is I speak as my character and I don't know if there was anyone else doing it before me. I Maybe there was, but mm-hmm. um, I know people came around after me who do it very well. Um, and I basically started out with the first episode. I, I got, you know, Skyrim, I got mods and I put them in and I just landed Mala. She came in uh, in solitude on the solitude docks. And then I closed my eyes and crossed my fingers and hoped I wouldn't sound like a complete idiot. And I opened my mouth and Mala's voice came out. (laughs) I I think what's really cool about that though, too, is, is the way that you actually handle it between um, the way that you kind of adjust the narrative depending on the perspective from first person to third person which i that that was really what i thought was the genius of the whole thing because um i have heard other let's players who actually speak in the character's voice but you actually were able to kind of create a dialogue with yourself uh between yourself and your character which i thought was really unique (laughs) yeah it's um it definitely does take that quote that I read once on Twitter, though, and make it very true that, um, you know, if the microphone is on and I'm recording and doing that, then I'm a genius role player. And if the microphone is off and I'm doing that, then I'm nuts. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, so don't ever turn the mic off. Like, like walking around with a Bluetooth I, headset. Yeah, in. the microphone is on 24-7 <laughs> just so I can keep my sanity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Jess is always mic. <laughs> Always, yeah. I'm always mic'd, baby. That's my new T-shirt. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just just basically let her come out. I didn't even practice her beforehand. I just, mm-hmm. I, and I, people say, well, how, you know, did you just like just start doing this or did you always talk to yourself or something? And the answer is, well, yeah. I've always talked to myself, yes. Um, but I also have a, a background in improv. I think that's probably what did it. Um, I was uh-huh. with a group called Improv Boston. Um, and I did, uh, the, I was, a, I was a theater major. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's basically, oh, I think cool. where I picked up the kind of off the cuff, you know, let's just see what happens technique that happens with Mala and right. with myself. And it really so, is off the cuff because I don't often know what she's going to say. I don't have any yeah, plan. 
that's what I was wondering. Um, it it all it all sounds very uh, very natural. You know, it it's certainly I, I like the fact that it's off the cuff. It's it's not scripted. You yeah. know, and it's it's just great. Um, I think that's the real unique thing about it is how it is off the cuff. But there's this there's this dialogue. You know, between I, the the your own voice is that voice. You consider that voice to be kind of like Mala's guardian angel or yes, her conscience, or who yes. is that voice? Yeah. Um, okay. I wanted a way to be able to be in character, but then also be out of character and myself so that I could talk about mods and other things like that without yeah. having to say things all the time. Right. Like, I'm just going to break character for a uh-huh. minute to tell you this or whatever. Um, yeah. And so I decided to make it so that, I mean, imagine if you were the Dragonborn yourself. Wouldn't it be so much more comforting to have a usually helpful um, guardian mm-hmm. angel on your shoulder kind of helping right. you through this incredibly <laughs> scary experience? Um, yeah. And to my to my amazement, what happened is that, you know, at first Mala was kind of a little bit of a caricature. She's um, very sarcastic, <laughs> which I am not. Mm-hmm. I don't like sarcasm at all. But she she is – she's just pretty – that's how she deals with the fact that she's this – tiny little elf um mm-hmm. mala is uh maybe five feet one on a good day um and she is all by herself in this world this and she had you know and all of a sudden she's expected to fight dragons and i think one of the things that for me makes um stories not so interesting is if the hero is really just a superhero, basically, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, an action hero, Mary Sue, whatever, that they're they're never scared. They're never upset. They're never, you know, they just go out and right. they just kill dragons. And somebody said to me in season three, they said, it's, you know, you've done several hundred episodes of Mala now, and she's still frightened. You know, in season three, she was still booking away from Charis, which are one of her nightmares. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because she went through the lighthouse and then that basically changed her from then on. Whenever yeah. she'd run into a Taurus, she would take I mean, I have a couple of episodes where it's really funny, but Mala's running and I'm yelling at Mala to stop running while I'm using my mouse to make her run. Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah, you, you become uh, you can't see There's me now. Be video of this when <laughs> it's in season three, <laughs> the lighthouse episode. I'm not there yet, <laughs> but uh, um. Yeah, in the Lighthouse episodes, that's when I got into this little interplay where I'd say, Mala, come back here. Mala, come back here. She's like trucking for the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she'd stop and we'd have a talking to and I'd yeah. brave it up. And she was real the whole way through it. But in the end, when things um, kind of went down with Alduin, she was screaming in his face. You know, she's uh-huh. she's a she finds her bravery in uncommon hours. Mm hmm. So. And that that's what makes a character interesting. I, I think, you know, the the character who's so powerful they can't be threatened is uninteresting. And I, I think maybe that's part of the reason why I've never, you know, characters like Batman, for example, have mm-hmm. never resonated with me mm-hmm. because he's he's yes, he's faced a whole bunch of adversity. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But he is I, I just get the impression that. He he actually fears very little, you know, and and 
you know, he's he's come from a place of privilege. He's suffered tragedy in his life, obviously, but there's something about him that feels inul- invulnerable to the ex- to, to the extent that uh, he's he seems untouchable. He like, seems invulnerable to being human, basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And Mala I, is I think very human. Well, elf, yeah, human. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about um, the character Mala because one of the things that struck me about her immediately from the very first episode was what you mentioned previously, how small she was. <laughs> and at the time, um, I was not far enough into my experience with mods to understand how you were doing that. Yeah. But, um, you know, f- for our listeners... You, maybe you can describe a little bit about who Mala is as a character and, you know, kind of how you decided to put her together the way you did. It's an interesting part of my psychological makeup, but I tend to be very attracted to small, kick-ass women. And I think it's probably because I'm not small. I'm 5 feet 11. So... Um, mm. I've always liked the idea of this tiny woman overcoming adversary and just and just just knocking people out. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, and of course, I mean, most people really get into the whole elves thing. I actually, Mala is a custom race called Epic oh. Elves, which is available on uh, the Skyrim Nexus, which is where I got it. So hopefully, it's still up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, I liked the face of the elves. I mean, it was partly because, as Stu said once, he said, oh, I'm so shallow in one of his episodes. Well, so am I. I wanted a pretty little girl. <laughs> I wanted her to be pretty. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I, I also know. wanted her to wear, you know, um, and when I say little girl, I mean woman. She was a woman or is a woman. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I also wanted her to wear complete armor, too, and not have her bits hanging out all over the place. But um, so I got the epics elves race mod and then i just sort of just added it into the vague backstory that i had for her and that's something that i did Mm -hmm. that's quite different than so many role players uh or people who are interested in role playing do the first thing they do is they make an elaborate backstory for the character and i actually avoid that um (laughs) i have a basic idea of who the person is as if i'm going to meet them for coffee and after that, it's up to me to learn. I mean, it's up to them to show me who they are throughout their life experiences as I'm playing them. Yeah. So I might give them a little special quirk or tick. Like, for example, um, there is uh, when my channel, I have my channel has been quiet over the summer as I have dealt with personal issues and Stu, you know what this is like as far as healing and whatnot. I had terrible allergies over the summer. So the channel is coming back um, on the same day that this episode goes up, which I think is the the fourth. And Uh I have Skyrim's completed and I have been um, recording over August to have content to present. But one of the um, the series that I'm bringing out is Homeworld Remastered and Homeworld is a space fairing um real-time strategy game and it's very interesting and it has no it's not a role play game at all it has nothing to do with that but as we were speaking about before we started recording it is a game in which i believe you can role play in basically any game you can find a reason Mm -hmm. for something human to be in there for you to interact with and create a character around yeah i think you're right in any case with mala's um you know with with mala i had a role-playing game to go with but with homeworld 
I had um, to come up with a, a, a character to, and I didn't flesh her out either. I just sort of gave her a little quirk, like a little, she likes to drink black coffee at the command center. Mala, for example, mm -hmm. really likes tea. And so you asked me, the question was, how did I create Mala and how did I, what mods did I use to create her? Um, mm -hmm. And in order to fulfill that quirk, as I was saying, I give a quirk to each of my, each of my characters. Um, for Mala, I used a mod called Herbal Tea. Uh, it's available on the Nexus. All the mods that I mentioned are available on the Nexus. Mm -hmm. um, and then I wanted her to start out with just really common clothes and, um, you know, not come off the boat with this, you know, pack of armor and whatnot and anything silly like that. She started out with basically nothing in her pack. Um, she started out at Solitude with, I don't know how much coin I had, you know, maybe 500 gold. I'm not sure. Um, and from then on, I just, I had a basic idea that she would be someone that you would look at, walk by and never think she was the dragonborn until she opened her mouth and gave you the what for. She's very, uh -huh. she's very mouthy. <laughs> well, she's chewed you out several times yeah, on the, on, on your uh, let's play. I, that, that was, those were my favorite parts. You know, the, the parts where she got to the point where she was basically she got you know, telling her guardian angel to, to shut, shut up. up. You know, like, yeah. And sometimes I actually would have been like, okay, all right, fine, as you wish. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, you go ahead and take care of this. That's good. I'll just be over here uh -huh. minding my yeah. own business. <laughs> um, well, I love I love the character of Mala. Um, I, I love how you uh, portrayed her in in the story. And I I always um I always liked her spunk, you know, and I that's I think the word, that spunky. Yeah, that that was that that's cool. I I like stories, you know, with kind of that spunky or plucky hero who is you know, sort of the the individual who has who may have things um up, you know, for all appearances stacked against them because of their physical qualities or their background or something but what you don't see is the strength underneath right exactly and i think that's so cool mala changed and grew over the three seasons which was fascinating to watch and including mala didn't just change but also um her characters the the her companions that she was traveling with also developed as well too she traveled in a group um a little trio it was her her foxy, Joran, mm -hmm. who um, is part of BFF Animal Companions. And that allows you to have a fox or a dog that grows in skill with you um, as your character grows in skill. So um, you can have it set up, and Joran was set up so that if a foe, if an enemy was bigger than him, uh, more powerful, I should say, because they were all bigger, um, then he would run in the other direction. But uh -huh. I noticed, and this episode hasn't come out yet, but it will within the next week or so, um, that as they were moving through the final dungeon, um, oh, Alduin's Fane, um, Skardafin, Skaldafin, that yeah. uh, that. Joran had evolved to the point where he was now tanking for Mala. Really? 
This, that this is awesome. Orange little orange foxy, and one of the neat things about <laughs> about uh, BFF is so companions cool. is that you can uh, there's a lot of different skins that you can change your fox mm-hmm. to look different ways. So I, that's one of the reasons why okay. I why I chose it, um, and. It also had neat things like Joran loves to go off and, and catch butterflies and whatnot. So that became part of Mala's life and story as well, too. So that those companions became as dear to the viewers as Mala did. Her her other companion was a companion named Inigo, done by, and I hope he hears this because he is also, like you, Stu, a creative genius. His lies, his creativity lies in music. Uh he is fantastic and i had the joy to interview him in one of the best interviews i've I've ever done on the channel um as i've done several now and Mm -hmm. um his was fantastic and he is also the same type of character creator that i am in that inigo and so many people have heard of Inigo now. Inigo yeah. was uh, PC Magazine's Game Mod of the Year. is very well wow. known. But uh, one mm-hmm. of my viewers told told Gary when Inigo first came out about my channel. Gary uh, came over and said hi. And then I got to know Inigo and added him in to Mala's story. And here's a little side note for those of you listening. I think... Like I'd mentioned that so many people go in and, and do a, a long backstory and all this stuff for your character. Mm-hmm. And I don't really do too much. I just let the character come out. But what really matters, I learned, particularly when you are let's playing a role play, is that the supporting characters are almost as important and can single-handedly kind of ruin a let's mm-hmm. play yeah. or at least mm. at least make it oh, not so God. not so fun um, yep. and very just. Dis- dis- annoying, distracting. Um, and so Mala actually had another companion character, a companion that was being role-played as her kind of sister. Um, Vila, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was going to ask you about Vila because wasn't Vila was part of the let's play early. Uh, on, she right? was part of season one. And then mm-hmm. I, part of going on to season two involved letting Vila go, which upset some people, but um, she was way way too distracting for Uh the story to become the foremost thing and she just from there were some of the things that she had and that's not the modder's fault just things that that of repeating the same thing over and over again you know what i'm Mm -hmm. talking about and and yeah Right. You you do that really well, Stu, in that you don't have companions and you still – like I'm a little afraid to do a Let's Play without a companion because I'm kind of like, well, what would I role play about if there's no one to role play against? <laughs> well, <know>? yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, the funny thing is though, you – uh, you got around that conundrum by role playing with yourself, essentially. Like, yeah. <laughs> e- even if even if Jor and the Fox hadn't been there, was, you had dialogue anyway. I did. I did. Uh, have... That was kind of the. I think that was the genius about the way that you were doing it, which was completely unique. Yeah, so. I don't. Yeah, I don't know of anyone else who does what I do, where it's me and mm-hmm. you know, or a guardian angel type thing on YouTube. I don't. Right. I haven't seen anyone else. There are people who are doing mm-hmm. deep, very realistic, very raw role play. That's very powerful. But mine was more along the lines of making you feel like Mala was your best friend, that you sometimes smacked your forehead and yelled, what the hell are you doing, girl? Type, mm-hmm. you know, type friend. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. made people, 
it inspired people to tell me about their own characters in comments and then send messages to Mala, their character talking to Mala. And how I brought that yeah, I in to the role play is through dreams or messages oh, that I would nice. say that Mala got and I would read the message. Um, <laughs> Mala mail? Yeah, Mala basically mail. Mala mail. Send That'd Mala awesome. your, your relationship love quandary yeah. and her answer yeah, will be... That would be great. Her answer yeah. will be, take his behind and kick it out. Just throw it out <laughs> on the street. <laughs> take it to his hindquarters. Yes. Take, it, take him uh, by the tail and by the scruff like I do with Inigo, and then apply one boot to the backside and out the door he goes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is the uh, way I do it. Followed by the, a javelin. If by necessary. a javelin thrust through, just to make sure that he got the message that yeah. he wasn't welcome back that night. But yeah. Inigo awesome. <laughs> created a fantastic. Um, uh, interplay. There was a. There was actually. This is a wonderful little story. This is how all mods can unexpectedly add. And as we had mentioned before, with a companion one detract from your let's play. But I have a mod called uh, Knockout Overhaul um, that Mama mm -hmm. ended up not actually using much. But my idea had been because I don't like violence so much that I wanted to. Says a woman who throws a javelin through bandits' foreheads, but. <laughs> Right. You know, you're making a point. You know, it's a point. Exactly. <laughs> they, 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 they pissed her off. What can you do? But um, <laughs> I wanted to have Mala kind of walk up and sneak and and knock people out um, instead of just killing everybody. But uh, that knockout overall has a as a side um, a side effect in that if a character loses health sometimes too quick. I don't know what it is, but sometimes it will make a character pass out, an enemy pass out that you've you know, and instead of dying they'll just pass out and be and look dead so oh, um, I see. we were okay. so mala was going through a cave within a go and joran um and mala's feelings for inigo had become kind of apparent and this was actually a little hard to role play because it was a purple uh -huh. cat I mean, you're right. You know, <laughs> it was really hard and also rom anything romantic can become cheesy in a half you know, second. And so it was yeah. really important for it not to be like, okay, you know, I'm looking at this made up character in a computer game confessing her love to a purple, large purple talking cat, but, um, and not make that laughable. <laughs> no, they did it in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and they, and that works. Well, so, kind of. You know, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but what happened is the knockout overhaul caused Inigo, who, who was fighting and tanking for, for Mala, uh, to, to go prone as if paralyzed complete with his, really? his tail waving back and forth. Oh. And I, and when it happened, I was sitting there recording and I saw it and out of me came Inigo, Inigo, oh, Inigo, I'm good, Inigo. Oh. And then I just stopped recording. I just stopped. <laughs> and I thought that I could not have made a better cliffhanger than that. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. And it goes right. knocked out. And in fact, he actually fell down in a, a, a like a stream, an inner oh, no. cave stream. So he's oh, face no. down in the water. Oh, no. His tail is going back and oh. forth. And Mala's going, <laughs> and it, it, was, it was awesome. So then, of course, yeah, I, I right. sat back and watched all the comments come in. Oh, my yep. God, Inigo, what happened, Inigo? <laughs> and they're all typing like, yeah. Jesus, we're oh, going to die. Make him come back. Oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And then, of course... I think it's hilarious. You, you never really great. know what the viewers are going to respond to. And I I know, you know, when I was doing uh, Aranus Arcana and stuff, you know, I would create a scene expecting one response and I'd get a completely a different, different one than I expected. Exactly. Yeah. And they get... Amazing. The, it became and has... My channel has really become more... Um, co-creative storytelling. And that's, I think, I might add that to my my um, channel uh, tagline. Um, but what happened in the next episode is that Mala had another opportunity for deep change. She was scared to death that she had dragged this wonderful friend of hers down into this deep cave. And as a result, you know, he was dead and she had to find her inner strength because, of course, what she wanted to do was panic and either run or start crying or mobilize. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those moments where I was able to kind of talk her into her next stage of being. And I said, Mala, now this is a time where you can use your power. Don't forget that you have power and you can use it for good or ill. And now is one of those moments where you can make that decision. And you can either panic and freak out or you can find your inner strength because you can't do magic panicking. That was just a uh -huh. that was just a role play <laughs> thing I added in there, of course. That's an important uh -huh. lesson. But you know, you need to be calm in order to let the energy of power flow through you. You know, you can't be like ah, and trying to do magic. <laughs> so so you know, she calmed down and I said, You you can do this. And she was able and I did all this talking, and then of course she just raised her hand and did a simple healing spell that we've all done her times. But I that healing mm -hmm. spell became really powerful because of what she had to do inside to make that healing spell come out. I think, yeah. I think that's really the one one piece of advice I might give if you are a um, here's just a school of role playing. <laughs> if if you are a um, a burgeoning role player, I think people really get it. Maybe not wrong, but not what's worked for me for what makes role playing work and what makes you feel. Because I think that the sweet spot with role playing is when you completely forget where you are sitting in your room, in your office, in front of your computer screen, and you're in Skyrim walking along, you know, sort of, I've always imagined myself as a, as a non-corporeal entity floating above Mala, literally. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you're in that world. And if you've done it, quote unquote, right, you're there, your viewers are there. Of course, your characters really is, is there. And there's this synergy. And for a moment, time is, is stopped and, you know, when you finally come out of that wonderful place and you push the stop recording button, you know, you had a little mini vacation. You just got to go actually be there. And that's right. why we like role-playing games so much is that we want to basically go into a different world to get off the planet, as I keep saying it, for a little bit. Just get a little mental, emotional vacation from what's going on in our normal world, whether it be good or ill, and get get away. So for... um role players who are looking for that one of the things that they do is i said they do the whole backstory that's helpful it's really good to know your character but i think it's better to let your character tell you rather than you kind of think of oh i want the character to be like this or to be like that for example yep. um mala was in rifton in the early days of season one and she um, my other viewers, I would call them guardian angels as well, too. I'd say, Mala, I come from a world where there are a lot of other guardian angels. Um, and I'd tell her that what 
the viewers had said. And I'd say, well, this another guardian angel asked you if you want to join the Thieves Guild. And she uh-huh. <laughs> she paused and she was quiet. And then she said something, I paraphrased, something along the lines of, and why would anyone think that I am a thief? Why do you uh-huh. assume that I wish to steal? Do I look like <laughs> someone who has no morals? <laughs> and I was like, uh, well, um, no. Okay, fine. No, fine. <laughs> fine. That's Just good. Checking. Just checking. Exactly. I said that a lot. <laughs> that was one of my favorite words. Just checking. I'm sorry. Okay, fine. Gone. <laughs> so that's uh, a big no. And so she didn't join the Thieves Guild. But until I asked her that question, I wasn't really sure if she wanted to or not. But for her, it was... She it's bad enough that people look at her and see that she's short and she maybe can't take care of herself or whatever. But to think she's a thief as well, too. God, you know, that was <laughs> yeah. for her. But I have other characters who would gladly go. Not only um, would I join the Thieves Guild, but I will run it one day. It will be mine. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just yeah. different, different characters, different strokes. But yeah, you know, and, and even I mean, anything can feel right in the game. Even the most despicable things mm-hmm. can feel right in the game. It, it, if you're playing a character that 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 works for them. that works. Exactly. You know, and, it, and it's amazing um, how just the mindset of the character you're playing mm-hmm. can make certain events in the game feel more or less palatable. You know, um, you know, I, I know that, you know, if I'm playing a character like Sagramore, for example, there are certain things in the game that he's just not going to do. He's not going to get associated with the thieves guild. In Mm -hmm. fact, he, he's probably going to beat up or kill any that he runs into, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, however, that's the first place that Robard's going to go because, hey, that's that's where the fun stuff is, man, (laughs) you know, and and I'm interested in being rich and I want to, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I I share your view and and we've discussed it on this podcast many times of not working on an exhaustive background, do enough so that you understand who the character is, uh, you have a, a pretty good idea of of you know, who they are from a personality perspective, maybe from a, uh, you know, maybe understanding a little bit more about their general beliefs, but then get into the game and see what happens. And see and what happens. See, see who they become when they get into these environments, environments and these exactly. situations, right? And so, so and then that, you get just the most enjoyable experience. Yeah. Because I well, think that's that trick, with right? us as human beings, mm-hmm. we don't know why we act the way we do sometimes. I know that all of us can say we've, just, we've done things we just really just didn't understand. And there should be yeah. no <laughs> different for a, your character in Skyrim who sometimes, um, you know, when you have this really kind of rigid backstory then you don't there's no room for the character to grow and expand and become completely unique so that you don't end up playing your character and this is the case you know for D as well too tabletop gaming you know you get a character who you kind of start out with the bare bones and you kind of know their basic morality and that kind of stuff but then after that you, you, the character grows through the experiences just like human beings do and neither of us, none of us are the same as we were when we were 20 as far as um certain aspects and then in other ways we're exactly the same mala is exactly the same as when she first stopped stepped off the boat but with a vastly a vast maturity that wouldn't have mm-hmm. been won by me writing down on paper that she is mature. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Absolutely. And I think that's what makes these characters rewarding in the end is the the adventure is seeing who they become over the course of time and you know all these different experiences what what those experiences turn them into well, so allowing them to evolve evolve yeah, absolutely exactly yep it's a yep. fantastic evolutionary thing one of the things that uh we really need to touch on here before we before we move on to play theory is let's talk about the return of the Jessa channel because oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that you've, you've taken some time off, I you've did. got some mm -hmm. plans and I'm, I'm sure we've got a lot of listeners who are, who are interested to know when you're going to be back and what your plans are. Okay. Well, um, because Stu happened to contact me a month or two ago, as I was considering how I wanted to bring the channel back and asked me if I wanted to do this, I decided it'd be a great idea to coincide this podcast release with the, you know, re-release of my channel. And so on the day that this uh, podcast is releasing, as you're listening to this right now, after the podcast, you can head over to the Jessa channel and there will be new content there. Uh, on Today will be Skyrim going up as Mala's journey comes to an end. And I won't spoil it as to how it happens, but it's very... I can't say anything. It's just, it's, yeah. Uh, and then um, there will also be an explanation on the channels to why, where I've been over the past um, uh, summer and what I've been taking care of. And then after that, uh, you can look forward to some new content. As I mentioned several times, Homeworld Remastered, a space RTS strategy game in which I play Admiral Nuchaka. And um, <laughs> and she also, uh, this is a neat little side story with Homeworld Remastered, but the original Homeworld came out in 1999. And back then, games came out with manuals that actually were something to look at. Um, and this one is no different. And it comes out with something called the Historical and Technical Briefing. And it has a history of the race that you're playing in Homeworld and... Um, uh, the whole mothership and how the, the the technique of the technical aspects of how the the science works in the game and what i do is at the beginning of each episode for homeworld admiral nuchaka will be reading from that uh seminal manual in her voice as if she wrote the book herself so that's one of the ways that i brought a care another character in because there's no role play in homeworld remaster i want to clarify that that it's a it's an rts strategy game but that was another way to bring a character in and so now when i'm playing through the missions even though we will never see admiral nunchaka there's no you all there are ships in the game you know there's no people um you can still have her be a part of the work and there's no reason why for example in skyrim you could not make a character who um who wrote one of the books in skyrim you could make the somebody the, the person who wrote the lusty argonia made you could make a character who, who wrote that book uh, yeah that's one of my favorite things to do is just dive into the game's lore and pull something out of it that i can use exactly um, there's so many opportunities this there, so yeah lore is Wonderful. huge for all kinds of story and whatnot yeah. but anyway back to the mm -hmm. channel um so that will all be happening on i believe september 4th uh the content my content will be going up at 1 p.m pacific time as all content goes up and then the new content we publish every monday wednesday and friday i look forward to seeing you over there and if you did come over from Stu channel in this podcast please let me know in the comments and say hello yes it's all very exciting and we're 
uh, we're very privileged, I think, to to be part of your your release extravaganza. That's kind of exciting <laughs> exactly. for us. So, for sure. well, that, if, yeah. If it's anything like how I felt, you know, people don't. I don't think anyone knows this yet, but um, I actually emailed Stu in the summer, um, maybe in the spring, and I told him in my usual open, heartfelt way that I do with him that how much I missed his content. And how Centrosi's uh, playlist is my favorite. And for those of you guys listening, if you haven't watched that, it's one of the lesser known of his playlists. But I, I've watched it through three times already. I have it practically memorized. Um, it's incredibly <laughs> elegant. It's one of the it's it's the best as far as I know of of elegant, beautiful role play and um, and and gameplay technique. But um, yeah, if. I'm I'm really happy to be a part of your your channel and um, yeah I'm glad we made friends. Yeah, yeah. It's it, I think um, there's a a fairly small community of of YouTubers who kind of do things uh, the way that we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know I know when I when I did my interview uh, I did an interview uh, on another podcast called Show Me Your Mic yes. and. <laughs> talked a little bit about your channel, but then also talked about, you know, Caladran and Nyissa Gaming and Nyissa's you know, some a of these good, some, a good role yeah, player. Yeah, just terrific stuff out there. And, you know, they I, I you know, I think we're all doing it because it's a labor of love, but you know, <laughs> there are people out there who just kind of would really love this content, but they don't know it exists. So it's you know, it's about kind of getting the word out a little bit and those of us who who like role-playing focused content for Skyrim or whatever it is uh, to kind of, you know, boost each other a little bit. I think, I think that's important. (laughs) It is very important. Yeah. Well, we're certainly uh, honored to have you on the show. Uh, It's been great to talk to you and you know what listeners, what we're going to do now is uh, we are going to move on to our play theory segment, which is going to be a little bit of kind of a lightning round favorite role-play mods segment. So stick around. Welcome back, Crusaders. This is the Play Theory segment, and tonight we are going to talk about role play and more specifically Skyrim mods that we like uh, for role play. And, you know, I think uh, probably the best way for us to kick this off is to start by allowing uh, our illustrious guest, Jessa, 
to pick <laughs> the first mod that she would like to cover. But what we're going to do here is in the, in the interest of time, we're going to try to limit ourselves to, you know, five or so minutes. Uh, and we're going to basically name the mod. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what it is that we like about it and how we use it in, in role play. And then, you know what? Who knows? Maybe we'll go a little bit longer on some of these if it's something that we we all have some experience with. So without any further ado, uh, Jessa, what's at the top of your list from a role play perspective? Two of them I've already mentioned. One is Inigo and the other is BFF Animal Companions, which gave me Joran, Mala's little foxy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I won't go over those. Those are both available on the Nexus. But for this segment, I think I'm going to start off with something that's pretty dear to my heart and also maybe to yours, Stu, because you contributed to it. And that's Throwing Weapons Death from Afar. Yes. This is by Madrilos on Nexus Mods. And it's actually, I like the original Throwing Mep- Weapons and instead of the Throwing Weapons Redux, Reduce. How do you say that? <laughs> Redouche? No, that can't be right. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> redouche. That's how I say it. <laughs> Redux. Awesome. We're all class here. Um, but yeah, it, th- and that actually gave Mala her signature weapon that I haven't seen anyone else ever using, and that's her javelins. One in each hand, um, each as tall as she is or more. And Stu, in the early days, made me a retexture that is makes Mala's weapon completely unique to her. And it's great fun going through um, uh, dungeons and barrows and nailing droggers in the forehead and uh-huh. the five head. <laughs> <laughs> the five head. That's inflationary language if I ever heard it. Yeah. <laughs> With a big pointy stick. Yeah. Well, I think that's a completely unique uh, fighting style. Ambidextrous javelin thrower. That's yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good one. I've used that myself. Um, trying to remember. You used it to put um, uh, death notes on your victims. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, you have. Yeah. Delivering the, the custom dagger to the, yeah. to the victim, mm-hmm. right? Yep, that's right. So that was actually a fleet thing for a while. And I loved it, too. Um, you could actually, with the daggers, you could get, I believe you could get the backstab bonuses by throwing a throwing oh, knife, yeah. you know, from stealth. So, yeah. Yeah, you do. You do for the javelins as well, mm-hmm. too. And also, those throwing weapons have perks. Um, mm-hmm. So after you move up in level, uh, I got a perk for the javelins to do a knockback effect and things like that. Right. So oh, nice. towards the end, as she went through Skaldafin, she was just, Jorn was in their face Enigo was two-handed Ebony Swarden everybody to death, and Mala was just taking care of people from the back with a pow. Wow. <laughs> See, I like it how you put you let's put the short one in the back and have her do yeah, the range weapons. Two hands, you yeah. know? And she yeah. was just like, oh, let me just ho- hold my drink. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is something really satisfying about about that too. The the knockback on the javelins is awfully nice. Oh, you, know, you get nice. really satisfying kind of crushing yeah, feeling and, when and that And you hits. taught me also, you taught me how to throw the javelin into the wall 
to get the uh, attention of the enemies in the room. So they would go to the javelin that was, and it's like a bunch of suckers in the wall. The the javelin's still wobbling from the Mm -hmm. hit impact. And they're like, is anyone here? (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but have you seen this beautiful javelin? Look at this. And while they're admiring it, Mala's like, bam. Bam. I love that. (laughs) I just, I want that on my, all of my mods for the javelin. It just, Bam! Bam! <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, that's an excellent one. I love that one. I've tried it myself. Wonderful mod. Joe, what's on your list? Well, um, the short list, I guess, we'll start out with uh, something that you brought to my attention not long ago, and that is Take Notes. Oh, yes. Take Notes. Oh, which, the journal. Yeah. Mod. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think that I would be spending as much time in it as I have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been I've been taking my current character. Uh, she'll make her way down to the Bard's College or just sit in right. a chair in, a, in an inn. And mm-hmm. I'll just spend, I think the one night, I must have spent an hour and a half just writing in the journal. <laughs> it's so cool. Like, this is what I love about what Joe is doing. Like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and stuff for writers. And they're always like, you know, if you're stuck, like, how do you, how do you write? How do you get in the mood to write when you don't feel like it and all this stuff? Like, screw Microsoft Word. I'm going to launch Skyrim <laughs> and, and I'm going to write journaling. in Skyrim. I, I think that's just cool. Oh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been fun to kind of recount, uh, you know, the adventures in the past days and kind of some of the, it, it's allowed me to really uh, give more meat and a lot more interest to just general happenstance that that occurs during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's something more that happens also, when you yeah. when you when you're writing it down. Yeah, well, and then you ideas know? start coming to you as as yeah. you're you're sitting back thinking about what you just did, which you know maybe I just popped out of a barrel somewhere. Was it exciting? Was it not? I don't know. But when you start writing through it, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you know you start filling in the details and the gaps and yeah, um, like when a neat idea for you, Joe. You can also add photos. To you know, so you can take a photo in Skyrim, and then there is a way to put it in the journal, so it shows up. You know, I thought I had saw. I had. I had saw. Nice. (laughs) I thought I had seen. Is that that Mm -hmm. that correct? Now you're going to question everything. (laughs) I I am. (laughs) But there's a way to do that, and then the the neat thing about the journal is that you can. Um, export your entries yes, yes. and then and then print them out into your own little book if you want to yep. like actually have a real book of sable for example right, right. on your you know you, you can just do it through one of the yeah many, i've done like, that or, actually i've done that and pulled yeah. it into word so i could actually do some spell check but <laughs> i want it to be kind of yeah. fun to take that and drop your pictures in and then have mm-hmm. it turn it into like a, a pencil sketch right yeah right? I don't, so that yeah. your images I, I look, look like a pencil the, sketch i gotta look into that facet of it because that would yeah. be kind of fun to do but yeah. uh, that'd be neat very cool. I'd yeah read that. i uh i turned <laughs> yeah. out i turned out a whole interesting um entry revolving around jolene the interesting npc oh yeah <laughs> so that was kind of fun to flesh out i'm just well, thinking about after joe slaughters all the necromancers oh well, i just thought i'd make a brief sketch to add to oh, my some journal. Of her journal entries are so angry and dark <laughs> Well, you know, that's how you get in character, right? Yep. I <laughs> yep. love that. So you know, that I, one's been a lot of fun. You're absolutely right. I think just coming out of a barrow, you know, you can say, oh, that was interesting. I went in one end and came out the other. But when you actually 
go through and write it down. Sit back. And... Then now you're starting to get into the head of the character and what they were thinking as they went through. Right. And that's where the story emerges. I, I think it's brilliant. I love it. Now, I haven't tried it myself, but I've done a lot of writing uh, about Skyrim outside of the game. Right. So maybe well, that's the next step for me. And that's mm -hmm. been the fun part about it is that, uh, I mean, I, you can pull the thing out anytime you want. I mean, mm -hmm. I could pull it out mid-combat and start writing. Uh -huh. But What a great idea. That's, that's <laughs> dumb. Hey, let me journal so, this. <laughs> I, I have a tendency not to journal. <laughs> can you hold there? I got to sketch this okay, down. Okay, everybody. Like, drop the weapons. I just have to get this down. Hold on, yeah. okay? I have to right get the spelling you. of your name. <laughs> I want to remember this later. But I, I always make it a point to uh, make sure that she's in a quiet area or, or a yep. place where she's resting, like an inn. Or mm -hmm. uh, recently she just went to the Bard's College. I think she's going to mm -hmm. kick that one off. That was totally unexpected. I wasn't going to mm – -hmm. that wasn't even on my radar. Wow. But she ran into Lizette. Okay. Uh, and mark. thus the game steers you. And thus the game steers yes, you. Yes, that's, that's the way it should and be. And I will also There's... point out, and this is unrelated, but with this current character, uh, it's the first time I've actually enjoyed Markarth. Oh. I've never <laughs> liked Markarth in previous playthroughs. But this character did it for you because of the role play aspect yeah, of it? Yeah, or? and, and just uh, it's a darker character. So, Well, yeah, there's a lot of darkness going yeah. on there. <laughs> so Markarth's a rough place. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That would be mine. Uh, Wonderful. For this, this time around. I How think that's terrific. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I so think that's that was take notes. Journal of the Dragonborn by Correct. Lord Conti Two. Correct. At Nexus Mods. Oh, thank you, Jessa. You just took care of all that for us. I appreciate that. Sweet, you're making Did my I job easier. Did I just take easier. over your job? I'm no, sorry. no, have St that. Keep Stu, going. You're fired. No, I hate, I hate that part of it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so at the top of my list, well, I've, I've got a number of things here that uh, are near and dear to my heart. A lot of the ones that I've been thinking about lately are um, mods that are related to the character that I'm into the most right now, which is Robard. I talk about him on the podcast from time to time. Um, obviously, you know, he's, you know, he's a thief and he's, uh, you know, uh, kind of a I don't know, preeminent scumbag, well, if you will. Of, kind of a prick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. Um, so I've been kind of focusing on, you know, some mods that make Skyrim into what I think of as sort of a playground for thieves and, and stuff like that. But one of my favorites, and it's really kind of a subtle one, but I don't go without it anymore, is called Dynamic Things. Oh, and yeah. I just put it's that in. Just, nice. It's just, it's, makes all of the garbage laying around something that you can actually interact with. Hmm. And what I like about it, it is also adds in the ability for you to take any barrel, any chest, anything you find in the game and make it into a secure safe, safe storage, yeah. safe storage spot. In other words, it, it doesn't respawn if, if you decide that that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So you can essentially, you know, take any barrel you know, in any out-of-the-way cave throughout Skyrim and make it into your own kind of hidden stash spot, you know. And then all of those, um, you know, bags and crates and barrels and everything you find around actually has something in it, you know. Right. A lot it of it is mundane just and... junk. But when you take that and then you combine it with other mods, 
that's where you really start to see some kind of cool things happening. So I've combined that with realistic needs and diseases. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I get the random food items inside of bags and stuff, but it's more realistic in that a lot of those items are spoiled and they can't be used. Or if you attempt to eat them, you'll get sick. What you know, was and that? Stuff realistic like what? And realistic needs and diseases. So those two kind of in combination with one another, I've I've found have been really interesting. And, you know, it, it actually for a thief character, I find it extremely interesting to kind of look through everything. And what I really like about it is in the case of a lot of these crates and stuff, especially when you're dealing with bandits and you're in their hideouts and stuff, they'll have crates stacked everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that they're, you know, smuggling large quantities of stolen ale and mead. And uh, you can find and an entire... clothes from Hearthfire. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. That's creepy, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I found as a low-level character, I found an entire long crate filled with Blackbriar mead, and I sold it and made a shit ton of money. <laughs> and it, it's it's just realistic, right? Like, you know, I killed this guy, this smuggler, and I took his loot, and I sold it, you know, for this insane markup. And, ooh, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm a badass now, and I'm making money at level one selling stolen <laughs> mead. It's just, it, it's like a very subtle thing, but it's... I, I think it uh, it adds a lot of of interest and color, especially mm -hmm. for a character who would you know bother to go through that stuff. And with Robard in particular, his mo is that he likes to steal from other thieves. You know, it's it's a cutthroat world, right? And my gang's better than your gang, and I'm gonna you know we're gonna take your stuff, and we're gonna you know run you out of town, and <laughs> and so it's perfect for that kind of a. That would have been a good mod for you, Matt. So you could put all that like pesky armor and stuff into a safe container <laughs> all yeah. of that pesky armor yeah, yeah. since you're not going to wear armor <clears throat> just ditch it well the armor really wasn't necessary for that part of my story <laughs> the okay. uh running There's around and playing part features i'm seeing that looking in dynamic things which i have mm -hmm. as well but these two features i haven't used one is clearing rocks and rock piles i've done that allow you to get huh. the quarried stone to build in hearth fire. I've, so you I've, could like literally go out and pick your oh, rock for your yeah, house. I've, I've, I didn't realize you could use it to build with, but I've actually uh, gotten rid of some rocks in my uh, little cave. Really? Hmm. I have never oh, done cool. that. Yeah, you just got to take it out like a, your pickaxe and just hit, You can just hit any rock? Yeah, this, just, you this is the beat first time I've ever seen anyone suggest something that Stu hadn't already tried. You got you got to oh. beat on it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm just a gog right now. He's like, I yeah, you know, what? <laughs> I've never done that. And I'm... Hang on for a minute. Who he, are you? He's over there agogging. He's agogging. I'm a Man, goggler. He agog. That's because yeah, there's no, not enough you, agrog It took me here. a while to you know, <laughs> yeah. hammer away at it, like a, you know, if yeah. you were just wielding a weapon. Right. But eventually it just disperses into little rocks and huh. you can nice. pick them up. I, that I is thought cool. I heard you could also like cut down trees or something. You can. You? Harvesting fire and dead wood. Like they don't have to be oh, trees. You can just right. sort of pick up dead wood from around the trees, which I'm not sure how that would work, but it says you can here. Yeah, hmm. there's a there's a feature in uh, Frostfall that lets you do that, but it's a different, it works differently. So yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to investigate that a little bit. I've never really used it for anything other than just searching all searching of these different things. things, you know, stealing people's firewood. 
stuff like that. <laughs> the keg, the, the uh, yeah. keg barrels are interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. All kegs that you happen to see just sitting on counters or in oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. Yep. You can you can drink their mead. Yeah, yeah. You, can you just know, get drunk off their mead. There's one in the you Winking Skeever that you I just, just uh, uh, enjoyed from. Reminded me, Jessa, that for this character Robard, also, um, I'm using a, a mod called Scooming Skyrim, where he's you know becoming a drug lord. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot about using that. dynamic things, I raided a bandit camp and they had an entire keg filled with skooma. Oh and so yeah. I wandered I wandered the entire area, got every single bottle of wine and ale and meat I could find. I drank all of it and then filled all of the bottles with skooma. And then I was able to sell all those bottles of skooma for 200 septums a pop. Nice. Yeah. You you have a, a huge new fan. I can just see your face as you're doing this. Oh, you're just sitting yeah. there in front of your computer. Yeah. Just doing this little like evil glee Watch thing. Well, this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Robard was drunk for like a week. You know, but it was totally worth all it. All of it. That's probably my oh, favorite line. That's yeah. another thing about Mala that I all forgot to mention, but Mala doesn't uh-huh. like alcohol. And actually the one time oh. that she did drink it from the three guys, the three revelers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> She she threw up on the side of the road, oh. and this was me. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm trying to make my character bend over to throw up, which is hard to do in Skyrim, and I'm going, "Oh, Mala, I don't want to see that." <laughs> and oh, and I did hilarious. I did keep the throwing up noises to a, a minimum. <laughs> well, you don't need everyone oh, to know yeah. that you know exactly. there's been too much imbibing. Oh, on the exactly. other hand, we've got we've got. Stay away from so, Sam. So she the and I dealer. don't talk about that anymore. Yeah. We just kind of let that one You got to move on. As her guardian angel, did you hold her hair for her? Dude, I'm incorporeal. I, I don't have oh, a body. Oh, shoot. That's right. She thought about it, though. I want to do, I, but I don't have hands. <laughs> I, I don't have hands. <laughs> so many things I wanted to do, no hands. So many Sorry. things, including yeah. a, the lusty arc. No, should we not? This is, a kid. This is the children. You know what? La, 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 la. Okay, I, it's I a could family go on show, forever. not a family making show. I could go show. on forever. Okay, so that's, is it time for us to do another map mod yes, round? Jessa number we are two. back to Jessa. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I think uh, my next up would be uh, become a bard. Oh. No, actually, you know what? I take that back. I'll do that one next. My next one is so important to Mala's story. Okay. And that is her airship. Oh. That thing was so cool. That I actually, when I felt stressed out, when I wasn't recording, I would just go into Skyrim and fly the airship around. It's cool. so relaxing. Is when the, you is figure the mod out how airship? to do it. After, What's it at first, you fly into a mountain. Let's all be honest. You just fly <laughs> right into a mountain. Because, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And heck, you yeah. want to see what's going to happen. So you just uh-huh. fly right into a mountain. But then, <laughs> but then after a while, you figure out how to go up and down and how to go fast and slow. And it became a signature part of the role play. And that... We would get in the airship to go to the next location, and I would actually read a story. I pre-recorded Skyrim. I pre-recorded Skyrim um, books. I mm-hmm. downloaded all the books as a, a, a EPUB. Mm-hmm. Yep. An a- e-books, and then I read, uh, you know, the shorter ones, and then I saved them, and I would just play them while 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 the uh while recording so i could hear them and then i would just sit back we'd listen to something or sometimes yeah. we would use uh the songs and become a bard because you can actually play while on the airship while it's flying 
really cool. That's so but, cool. Um, the neat thing about the airship is that it had uh, two different insides. One was a kind of simple inside, which Molly used. And one was a very elaborate one with lots of Dwimmer technology mm-hmm. in it. Very cool. But she used the simple one. And then using the mod um, Jackson's pos- positioner. Oh, positioner, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually for you the for you listening, that's a J-A-X-O-N-Z. Um, Jackson's positioner, I actually took the original stuff that the airship came with and refurnished her house oh, very good. with different things that she found around in the world so that when I went over to her desk, there was the shield sitting on her desk that she had gotten from that particular boss or, you mm. know, and it made her home really home. Right. So airship, Dev Aveza, available on the Nexus. And I don't know off the top of my head who did it, but I'll look it up in a second. But anyway, yeah, that's my second uh, mod. Oh, and also I want to thank, I hope you're still listening, Pen Oversward. Uh, I held a little contest in the comments to name the airship. And he came up with a name to call mm. it the Dove Brenna. Mm. Uh, D-O-V and then the next word B-R-I-I-N-A, the Dove Brenna, which means dragon sister in the uh, dragon language. So it was very apropos for Mala to jump into her airship with Enigo, who always rode at the, um, gosh, what's the front of the airship? You know, what's that? The port? The, anyway. The, the stern? I, the bow. The bow. The bow. Thank you. The bow. Um, but he would sit up there in the bow, and he would sort of be the, um, uh, give the maps and the directions oh, and that kind of stuff, and gotcha. hard on starboard and hard on port, and <laughs> right on. steady as she goes, and things like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, but then after the trip, she would go up to Parthenax, for example. It has a ladder which lowers. And that mod actually oh, made man. um It's amazing, this mod. But uh, it made, and it's constantly being updated. Uh, the last update was um, February of this year. So mm-hmm. they haven't updated it in a while, but they were doing some really good updates there for, for every six months or so. Mm-hmm. And it's by Dupree, D-E-A-P-R-I, Dupree. That's Airship Devaveza on Nexus Mods. Awesome. Joe, what do you got? Cool, cool, cool. Well, I think I'm going to touch on, what do I got here? Uh, honed Metal, actually. Honed metal. Honed I want to use that, and I, I'm curious as to how it works. Well, really, what it does is it it gives uh, it gives options to all the smiths and also the enchanters, which I haven't really used much of the enchanting since my character is more magic based. But uh, the way I play her, she doesn't do any smithing herself because that's not her focus. So I have yep. zero perks in the smithing tree. Mm-hmm. I've got a few levels because she'll make leather and stuff like that because right. she'll sell it. Yep. But so what you do is you you engage the a smith and you can say, you know, I need your, you know, I need your talents or, your, you know, I, I'm in need of your services, you know. Right. And he'll say, sure, what do you want? And then you can pick out, you know, you make, make me some armor, make me a, a weapon. And if it's of some of the basic materials, steel, iron, uh, maybe even corundum, mm-hmm. uh, and you can set all these through the uh, the mod manager too. Um, okay. Um, what kind of materials they have, or even the level, you know, the minimum level that, or or the maximum minimum, I think it is. 
the minimum level of the smith <clears throat> and okay. they'll they'll smith things accordingly as so, far as the you know, the quality goes does this work with with other weapon mod it seems packages? to it seems to recognize so, really yeah. so i could get i could get a weapon from immersive weapons mod made by a a smith somewhere yeah okay wow yeah. That's do you actually, have to do any cool. preparation to make that like any kind of um in mod manager, do you have to use a you know a JavaScript program like you have to use sometimes to get mods to recognize each other? Any patching? Uh, patching, no, yeah, that's um, it. No, nothing that would be I, I guess outside of any uh, you hmm. know general patching you might do right. for some of the bigger mods like Perkis or something. But so maybe so, somehow it must it must draw from the leveled lists in Skyrim that are you know produced by whatever other mods you're yeah, running. Yeah, because I I didn't patch, I didn't run any patches oh. on it, but oh. That's pretty cool because that's the thing yeah. that kept me from it. You know, I thought if it can't make Mala's javelins, then I'm not interested. You know, but I Mala hmm. doesn't smith either. So, yeah, imagine so, the powerful characters we could create if we just didn't waste any perks on smithing. Like, <laughs> I can never, I can never stay away from smithing. I always get sucked brother. into smithing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah. surprised that I've been able to stay away from it as long as I have. But yeah. uh, no, it's it's not it's not. <clears throat> my current character's gig she doesn't do yeah. any smithing um, makes a lot of sense though so but it's not cheap i mean it does right. it does cost some pretty good coin to have some of these things made and as far as like you know some of the more i've got i have some items that i want to get improved so you can opt to you know can you hone my weapons or you know improve my armor kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, but i don't have all the materials and they don't right. carry them so they, mm. they don't carry things like ebony Okay. Or that more elaborate material. So you can provide them with you the materials? You can provide them. So okay. I have, she's wearing some troll bone armor right now. Uh -huh. and but the smith didn't want to go kill trolls for you? The smith did not have, <laughs> did not, I needed, okay. I needed a, a troll skull. Uh -huh. And the smith didn't have it. So I had, You're on I your have own, a man. few. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. to go get some troll okay. skulls. So fortunately, I found one sitting in a barrel, so I don't have to kill one of them. But I probably well, dropped it with all my other stuff. You picked it up. You know, <laughs> besides just the the economic part of this, and you know what you can do by all the great things you can do by not wasting perks on smithing, the the opportunities for role play while you're going out looking for the materials you need, or kicking around town for two days while you wait for them to finish your armor. <laughs> you know, I mean that that have that has possibilities right there. You know, what, Three. what, what does a character do with all this downtime while you're waiting for the yeah. smith? You don't want to wander too far away because you're waiting for the material and you well, want to come yeah, back and get Yeah, that's the other it. thing. So uh, by default, it takes a day. So if you, if you got, unless you have some spare armor, if they're improving right. your armor for you, and this is why I actually yeah. spent a lot of time in solitude early on. Yeah, I got nothing else to do, so I may as well go talk to I don't Jari want to go Ra. too far because <laughs> I'm so bored. You know, this smith yeah. has all my stuff, and if I yeah, go I too it. far outside the gates, I'm going to get slaughtered. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you what happens when somebody's got all your armor. <laughs> <laughs> it gets ugly quick. Yes. You can so go on walkabout. It's still not very smart. Uh, that's been a, a good yeah. a good mod for this this particular character cool. as far as I the playthrough goes because uh, it really allows me to mm -hmm. play out that. Yeah that quirk or that, that yeah. non-ability. Mm -hmm. I am trying that pretty soon. Not with the characters I have now, but I got some other ones in store in the future here that it might be the perfect fit for. Stu, what about your next one? Next one for me is clean up your corpses. And ugh, I love clean up your corpses. Now, 
that the one of the issues I have with this mod is um, there have been occasions where it's run really smoothly for me and other occasions where I don't it seemed a little buggy. But I don't know if it was necessarily the mod or the load order or a combination of mods I was using in conjunction with it. But have you used this one, Jessa? No, I'm hanging okay. on every word here. Okay. Mul so, Mulfican? My Mulfican? Yeah, by, by Mulfican. Right. Mulfican, yeah. Mulfican, yeah. So clean up your corpses basically allows you to bury bodies. and Or burn them. Bury them, burn them. Well, yeah, there's a, lot, the funeral pyre. there's a lot of interesting things you can do here from a role-playing sense, right? So when you're, you know, you have that situation where an important follower NPC dies, you can actually oh, no. give them a burial, right? <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, when you're when you're trucking along to uh, Dragon Bridge and you find, you know, two poor people laying on the side of the road with a dead horse and, uh, and their carriage has been attacked by what appears then to be Falmer. Nail uh, yeah. the horse to the wall. You I'm can. looking at the mod thing. Yes. You can actually nail a body to the wall. You wow. can. Everywhere you want. You can stick them on somebody's forehead, for example. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which, which is a very normal thing to do. Yes. Absolutely. Totally normal. Yes. Reasonable and understandable if yes. your character is that way. Yeah. I mean, I, a while back I was playing um, a psychopath Bosmer named Circle who, you know, he would basically put the bodies of his rivals on stakes and clean up your corpses made that possible. Thank you. Clean up your corpses for allowing me to, you know, be Vlad the impaler. In I was going to say you've impaled everyone and set them <laughs> yeah. as examples around the right. realm, but we, we um, gratefully appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the things that's really cool though, is when you, when you take, it allows you to pick up and carry a body, which is great oh, because nice. I had a follower that died picked up the body, took the body with me to the nearest city, and then I used a funeral pyre and gave them sort of a, a respectful burial. And what happens when you do that is you actually see the spirit of the person rise from the flames. Mm. And, oh, no way! And, yeah, and it's, it's really cool. It's very cool. It, it's very cool. And it, and it, that mod has the ability to kind of create some very powerful moments in-game. Mm -hmm. oh, and then that's you, yeah, you can actually go to the Hall of the Dead too in any city, and I think you can purchase things like headstones and stuff like that um, that you can use. Uh, but you know, you need to carry a set of tools with right. you. You need to have specific tools that are designed for different kinds of burials or. Uh, sadistic practices, whatever, uh, whatever it is you're. Yep, and you're check into, this out: so. nailing a skeever to a tree. Nice. So yeah, you, there's, there's the hook, so you can actually yeah. carry the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, then there's a shovel, so you can create a, yeah. a grave. Scalpels. Yeah. yeah, there's all sorts of things yeah. that you need depending on what you want to do. But what makes it really interesting? Uh, obviously, there's applications here for all kinds of different characters, but uh, you know, for an assassin character or something like that, where you're, you know infiltrating a place and you you want to remove the bodies of exactly. you know the the guards or whatever as you're moving through you want to mm -hmm. try to conceal bodies sometimes it's a it's a little bit easier to use a tool like this than it is to try to you Drag know em. hoist Drag the freaking exactly. body up and you know yeah now i believe the caveat ridiculous. is though that you can only carry one body at a time uh well there's a is weight that... factor 
There's okay. a weight factor. I don't know if it's based on the number of bodies you can carry or if the, the total weight you're capable oh, okay. of carrying. I haven't I looked don't into know. it enough. I've always just experienced yeah. that I could only grab right. one thing at a time. Yeah. But one of the People cool things heavy. I think about this, are this mod is it also allows you to clean up the blood splatter. So uh, if you have the right uh, tools with you, if you, el- you, really if you can hide it. eliminate an enemy, you can actually scrub the blood spot off the floor and stuff. It's like it's as if you cool. were never there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I'm seeing that you can basically wrap them in, you know, funeral pyre linen. I don't know if you, the listener and... heard that the way he said that, but it made me a little nervous. You didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, this never happened. That was awesome. Okay, so that yeah, that's my a lot of things that make us a little uneasy. But... <laughs> well, yeah, that's my number two. Can I say? That? <laughs> that is your number two. Yeah. So I think we're on to awesome. the third round to number three. of awesomeness. Okay. So, um, so yeah, this is really, really fun and difficult because it's just, I, we can only say so much and we have such right. a short time in the podcast, but, um, oh, I, I, I think, and I think this, this actually came up from watching your last episode of, uh, Centrosi. Mm-hmm. I think for me it would be minimal HUD. Oh, because okay. um, minimal HUD is—I'll uh, pull it up here. But anyway, it's basically it takes everything that's non-essential that you don't want off the screen, mm-hmm. and it increases the ability for that, you know, oft-touted immersion that we're all so desperate to get our hands on, um, and clears it clears it out so that your brain just sort of um like i was watching your uh watching your episode and you had things coming up like such and such has been recharged up in the in the right uh, mm-hmm. i mean left hand corner yeah and it was it was large text the normal size game text and i have it set so that it's very small text and kind of gray so mm-hmm. i can see it but it doesn't it takes away like for example the cursor is yeah. much smaller now because i don't feel brave enough to completely take the cursor away i know so many archery enthusiasts do mm-hmm. recommend that for immersion hmm. but i'm not i'm i need something yeah, I'm to with point you. at I, I need the right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um it so it allows you different crosshair types and you can actually move a hud element like you could take it so that the enemy health bar is now at the bottom um mm-hmm. i have it where if I remember correctly, I have my health and stamina and those bars over on the side and they're invisible unless I actually need them. So these actually these three user interface mods are what I recommend. Um, of course, Immersive HUD, everybody knows about that one by yep. Gopher, um, a creative genius in his own right. Minimal HUD, uh, which is on the Nexus and is by Lord Conti. Too. And then also, and this seems kind of odd, but more HUD, if you think, take it away and then put it back. But more <laughs> HUD um, allows you to get information about um, things that you're, that you're pointing over. And I hmm. use that occasionally too. Okay. Um, Can you blend those two? Yeah, I have them running both on Mala's setup. Hmm. Um, I think that the more that you can for a let's player for me one of my rules is to avoid to avoid a deviating from i told you that there's a trinity in in role play there's the player the mm-hmm. game 
and the character and you're all and when you have those three working together and the needs of all three being honored then you really have that fun sweet spot well then we have a need of the game to tell us what's going on so we can actually play the game yeah so minimal hud makes it so those things are the least obtrusive and um i also use a mod called harvest which automatically causes me to have to uh, as i walk buy containers, it will automatically open the container and pull out the things I've specifically specified for the mod right. to pull out. Oh, that's good. Which, yeah, which that's nice. It means that I spend more time, the most amount of time when Let's Playing and giving you the episode in, in the story and the mm -hmm. least amount of time looking in an urn, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that's that's been really helpful. Those Sounds like a spin I mean, I have of... so many. It's so hard to pick one. The yeah. Jackson has a, a An variant auto loot of that. Kind of the a auto loot. This sounds like a yeah. really nice refined um, well spin off of that. Yeah, and I I think um, Jesse, your application of it is ideal for someone who's doing a let's play where you want to spend mm -hmm. as much time focusing on the action as possible and, and, and not so much time searching every damn urn in the place, right? Exactly. I mean, but then hmm. this way you still get to, because I know you, Stu, well enough to know that you have mm -hmm. to search every damn urn. You do. And, <laughs> <laughs> you do. And this allows you to get the best of both worlds. Yeah. You get exactly what you want. Like, for example, you can set it to only pick up wev weapons that are over a certain value to weight ratio. Mm -hmm. So it only picks up stuff that's, cool. you know, really light yet really yeah. expensive, for example, or... Right. Um, same for things that are enchanted. You can pick up things that are only enchanted, for example. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it, it, it automatically, I've blended it with another mod, which I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, a mod that automatically opens the container for you, shows a, 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 an animation of the container opening. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll try and find it while you guys are talking about something else, but uh, in mm -hmm. my list here. But anyway, that combined with the harvest mod that I use. Um, and, I, and the mod is called just, it's just called Harvest. And I will look up the uh, mod owner while the next person goes. Cool. Very good. Nice. What do you got for us, Joe? What's next? What's next? Uh, live anywhere. Nice. I do like to live anywhere, Joe. Yes, Tell me about I it. Know. Well, <laughs> I know we've, uh, it's crept up mm -hmm. a little bit in, in past episodes, but essentially it, it really gives you all the tools that you can build uh, your own shack your own homestead you know how grand or how right. how minimal you want uh mm -hmm. literally anywhere that is cool and this is uh it, the case in point being <clears throat> as you know i've got my compound through tundra defense set up in Blackreach. Mm -hmm. so i've taken over Sindarian's field lab and using live anywhere i've added a basement to Sindarian's field lab Mm -hmm. So now I've got a nice little basement room. It's got a bed down there and uh, a dresser and just yes. a few things. But you can you can build these things up really as much as you want because you can. So the mod also includes um, it includes carpenters. So there's carpenters. There's like five carpenters throughout the continent. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them's I know is in Dawnstar because. My character goes to Dawnstar a lot to talk to the carpenter because <laughs> right. I need stuff. <laughs> so I go there and they sell different things. So not they don't all sell the same stuff. Oh, okay. And I haven't visited all of them yet to see mm -hmm. kind of what they have. But so you go to this carpenter and you buy plans or, or you buy 
the things you need. Like, you know, I need a set of stairs. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I worked it in with my Tundra Defense, I put in the, um, uh, the merchant. Yep. So I got, I got this merchant hut. He moved down into Blackreach. I conned him into coming on down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the way I, where I placed him, the door was actually, you know, head high. Okay. You know, just because of the way the terrain was. So it had to be elevated in order for the thing to fit where I wanted it. So you requisitioned some stairs. So I went to the carpenter <laughs> and said, I need some stairs. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I bought some stairs yeah. and I built stairs that went straight down to the path. And it, wow. the, the two meld really nice. Yeah. I mean, Tundra Defense is one of the more powerful building mods I've seen. And in combining the two together, it'd be like infinite possibilities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really is. You know? really willing to spend the time. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I do, I do. Awesome. I'm glad Jessa brought up the Jackson's positioner because I, I use that quite a bit too. Yeah. Oh, that mod is amazing. Yeah. When you find something in a dungeon and you realize that you can pick it up and take it home. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, orders cool. unite. So it's great <laughs> yep, because exactly. I mean, between, you know, Tundra and this live anywhere. I mean, it, it puts things, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you've got control, but Jackson just allows you to tweak it. Right. Just that extra bit. So you don't have to sit there and fiddle with the, the, the other mods positioning tools. Yeah. You can just drop it wherever and then set it in where you need. I actually found out too that there are certain items that Jackson won't select mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, it just won't highlight it. So I couldn't position it. Well, I, more by accident, I found out that if I went into the console and I selected, so it popped up the ID. Mm-hmm. When I exited the console and hit the Jackson select key, mm-hmm. it would pick up whatever I had buffered in from selecting through the console. Mm. Oh, that's a nice, that's a so nice I had uh, moved that's a good a, tip. I had moved a, t- a table uh, in my basement, yep. but there was a lantern on it. Uh-huh. Well, the lantern didn't move with the table. So right. it's just hovering there in air. It's magic. Don't but move. Jackson wouldn't <laughs> recognize it, so I couldn't select uh-huh. it oh. to move you the lantern. You need wearable lanterns. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know how in the world I, I, I found out, but I just accidentally, I, I selected it with the console command and then it highlighted it. And Done deal. Moved it over. So I would yeah. have liked to have watched you carry the stairs. <laughs> They're compact. <laughs> They're compact. They just add water. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did. Well, I'd like uh, to think of it a, as. They fit into an infinite bag of holding. Yes. yes there you go. Exactly. <laughs> I'd like to think of it as more like, you know, pl- the plans and then, you know, it's like a contractor. He'll come down and then he'll he'll build it for you. <laughs> I see. She, okay. I Design plans. <laughs> right. So this right. is what I'm looking at. These nice. are like dimensions. Very nice. Excellent. <laughs> well, I. I have. Go I ahead. have a figure. I'm sorry about that, Stu. I uh-huh. have, uh, the, the name of the mods here that I was yeah, just mentioning. Yeah, what, what was that? Auto Harvest 2. Okay. Uh, and it's by Towa Watt. <laughs> T-O-W-A-W-O-T. And then the other mm-hmm. one that's really neat, Animated Clutter. And that causes things to open or show an opening, including sacks and barrels and spider okay. pods oh, and okay. coffins. Um, and uh, those those working together will let you move through a, a dungeon, you know, looting everything without actually doing all the clicking. Nice. Very cool. Very nice. Very time-saving. Well, um, I was just going to mention also that um, I had just recently started using um, the build or the Live Anywhere, Live Anywhere, okay. Live Anywhere mod uh, in my playthrough with Robard. And... 
Uh, I used it to build a basement in, the, there's a warehouse in Rifton that you can take over that warehouse essentially if you eliminate the skooma dealer who's working there. Mm -hmm. And you it's and actually a job that you can get <laughs> from the Yarl there where it's kind of like, hey, yeah, there's this this miscreant, you know, oh, yeah, go yeah. take care yep. of him or whatever. Go become so him. <laughs> I, got, I got that. Well, yeah, see, they don't say become him. They say take him out and then come back and tell me how it went. Well, I went and took him out and I just didn't come back and tell him how it went. I just said, okay, Business I'm going to appropriate the deed to this place. And uh, I dug a I dug a basement in it. With a you know kind of a cellar mm -hmm. where he set up shop down there, and then yeah. I used Jackson's positioner and I filled just absolutely filled it with crates and all kinds of stuff. Cool. Um, it, you know the interesting thing too, and I'll just go into my 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 uh, mod here. Does that, it have to do with skooma? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just in wondering. an abstract way. Yeah, everything <laughs> it, has to do with skooma. Yes. In an abstract <laughs> this is like Breaking Bad in yes. Skyrim. This this <laughs> Matt this this is about the uh, transport of skooma. Okay. 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 So one of the things that I've wanted for this character in particular was the ability to get a damn rowboat and row it, you know, up wherever I want it, right? <laughs> oh but yeah, your new mod. It yeah. is not easy. There there are several mods out there that purport to make drivable boats, right? And Every single one I tried had some kind of an issue, had, had some issue that was just dogging me really bad. And I think for some reason, creating working boats in Skyrim is a is a apparently a big challenge. And so a lot of the solutions to that problem were to actually create an invisible horse wrap a boat around it so you're basically when you get in the boat it's like you're mounting a, an invisible oh, nice. horse and then but the problem i had with that one is it it caused robard to be laying face down in the boat <laughs> and i was, was kind of like well you know he's been drinking for a week so i can see that this is fake but you know <laughs> And, oh, and, and in a stealth scenario, right, where he doesn't want to be seen by anyone from shore, maybe he'd lay down. But I just can't see him do that, doing that on an ongoing basis. He's paddling. Yeah. So that one wasn't good. And then there was another one that um, actually used a water walking spell and then would wrap the boat around your character as if it were a piece of armor. So it would be added to your inventory as a piece of armor. So you'd go into your armor inventory and it'd say boat. <laughs> and you'd, you'd you'd pick boat, and it was like you were wearing you were wearing a, a rowboat. Oh my gosh, a rowboat so tutu, right? <laughs> and and so your character would essentially oh be word. running on top of the boat, and the boat would be cruising around. That's and ridiculous. I thought this is crazy, but <laughs> That's it wouldn't. Really bizarre. I thought you know I could actually use this as long as when I was in the boat, I was in the boat in first person, mm -hmm. and I could just see the bow yeah, of the boat yeah. sticking up in front yeah. of me. Right. But every time I went into first person, the boat vanished, and I could only see the boat in third person so oh, i said oh, okay well, that's that's yeah. that one's out so then finally Although i applaud I, the modder for creativity for coming well, up with get, a yeah, boat yeah, tutu. yeah boat tutu yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. what'd you do today i made a boat tutu yes yeah. <laughs> exactly go back and have some more mead very elegant <laughs> um so the finally the one that i found was uh what was it called uh i think it's called realistic boats maybe do a look up 
for me there, Matt. I'll do that. This is one that I I hadn't expected to cover tonight, but I wanted to touch on it because I I thought it fit <laughs> it fit well in the seam here because uh, with the idea of taking Real, over the warehouse, realistic functional boats by Flex Creator. Yes, realistic functional boats, and so his objective was to approach it completely different. And and what he had to do is create a mod what basically what it does is it allows you to craft the boat but then the boat is an independent object in game and it responds to physics in game much the way a real boat would mm. which is cool from a realism standpoint but it is a wow it's a pain to to drive the thing it it's really like it's really dicey to drive this boat right it's reasonably stable, but the way that you get into the boat is you jump in the boat and then you go to the stern and you click on the stern and it pushes the boat forward as if you were pulling the boat like mm -hmm. a gondola, you know? Oh, okay. And so every time you hit E, it goes a little bit forward and a little bit forward and a little bit forward. So you are you look forward to a lot of clicking, right? But when you want to when you want to turn starboard or whatever or to port you go to that side of the boat and click on the rail so you're constantly running back and forth between the front and the back of the boat and the sides of the boat as you're clicking to make it oh. go where you want to but the cool thing about it is because it's built into the game and uses the physics it'll respond to things like the flow of a river oh you know so the, you can take the, the current the current will carry you in some in some instances that you have to build this boat yeah you actually have to go to a sawmill and you get the materials and you build it and you have to build the oars and depending on how many oars you have in your inventory that'll determine how you go about actually sailing the thing oh. whether you sit in your 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 rowing with with two oars or you're standing up in the back and kind of pulling the boat along hmm. stuff like that hmm. but what it caused me to do right is i i created the boat and i sailed it um, across the lake uh, to Rifton, and I parked it outside my warehouse, and then I loaded it up with skooma, <laughs> and then, and then I got I got in it, and in the dead of night, I sailed out of Rifton, face down, no, oh, okay. standing up for all the world to see. And, Check me out. Yeah, I've got the deed to the skooma mobile. For, yes, for all of Nern to take a look at you. Yes. Boating your skooma across the river. Yes. <laughs> and but the cool thing was is I I sailed that boat from Rifton all the way to Iverstad. Um oh, all the cool. way down the lake and then I I went under the bridge, sailed it down the river past Treva's watch and there were a couple points where I ran it up on shore and I had to use the console to like drag logs out of the river so I could get through. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know, because cool. the because the river's blocked sure. in certain areas by logs, so I I cleared the river, fought some bandits who were attacking me when I pulled my boat up onto the shore, and I was able to sail that boat all the way to Iverstad, and uh, then used um, the Live Anywhere mod and used planks from Live Anywhere mm -hmm. to build myself a dock. Oh, nice! Good in Iverstad, good and I thought the oh. the next mission for my character is. He's preparing to start his business, and part of that is he's got to create his smuggling routes. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for routes that will get me from Rifton to every other city in Skyrim without using any of the major roadways. And so, you know, using <laughs> the river is part cool. of it. That's awesome. But he's also in the process of using 
uh, planks and materials from both of these mods to build himself a little raised boardwalk that goes through the marshes Excellent. by solitude and stuff Great. so that he can he can truck things across <laughs> the marsh awesome. real quickly and stuff so it's been kind of fun you have to figure out how to do that at night well jeez i think the neat thing would be to add to your this wonderful character concept is mm -hmm. being able to go into dungeons you know caves and somehow say oh. you've hired some people to mm -hmm. mine entrance you know mine to connect the caves yeah. so mm -hmm. you have a complete underground that would um, be cool. uh yep. complex like well, you know like an area 51 that is a brilliant idea <laughs> mm -hmm. you know and i've thought about this right like getting getting from riften to um you know places like iverstad and windhelm a lot of it i can do by boat uh, but mm -hmm. getting you know getting my my smack up to Markarth, <laughs> that's going to be a little bit harder. And that might actually be a great place to do some tunneling, right? And, you know, those kinds yep. of things. Yeah, there's um, a little bit of Land of the Lost going on up there. So <laughs> Yeah, that's, there's so many waterfalls. You can't, yeah, you can't, you can't hit any rivers in Skyrim for, for the most part. But uh, I just have, so. I just feel like we need to, we're always talking about the fake t-shirts and stuff. We need to have part of the Patreon be supporting Robard's Skuma Empire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm signing up for that. I just want to let you know. <laughs> yes. So that's so, my story and I'm sticking to it. Do you, have so you done realistic the functional things, boats. Too? All right. What's that? Have you done the sewers? Sewers? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, in other words, your Robard take, like, there's that wonderful new sewer mod that came out, I guess, in the last few months. Are you months? still with us, Jessa? Yes, I am. Okay. We had a little, little glitch there. Uh, the, uh -oh. the sewers in sewer? Skyrim? Yeah, there's a sewer mod that yeah. came out um, that, you know, yes. is, I think, still in progress that adds all the, you know, sewers, like a great mm -hmm. sewer system underneath um, Solitude. And I know that Bro Duel co mm -hmm. uh, covered it, Bro Duel, uh, yep. on YouTube. Solitude, and, Mark Hearth. Um, I wondered if, if yeah, Robot was using series. that as yeah. part of his Skuma Empire. He is. He's using the sewer systems exclusively to get to get his product inside the cities. And part of the deal here is that he is a member of the Thieves Guild, but he's trying to hide his skooma activities from Brynjolf because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to give up any of the profits. So, mm -hmm. and he understands that the Thieves Guild kind of owns those cities. So he can only go in and out under cover of darkness. And he uses the sewer system to do that. But then he's also got, you know, a system of very elaborate um very elaborate uh disguises and alternate personalities that he uses <laughs> so that he can keep from from getting in hot water with Brynjolf. Nice. so that's that's kind of how i'm playing that out but yeah the the sewer systems he he pretty much he's pretty much dominating the sewer systems in white run at the moment and did you know uh, that there so is a way um i'm looking it up right now i have the mod mm -hmm. in it's a fantastic way to give i think it's just called give gifts to npcs let me just look it up it is that sounds familiar. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh give gifts to npcs basically yeah. allows you to just give whatever's in your inventory to npcs so if you add that in with your beggar empire if you have one um, uh -huh. you can yeah. be giving the skooma to the beggars uh mm -hmm. for them to you know we'd have to 
I don't know how they'd actually do it, but give it out to their contacts <clears throat> as well, too, or perhaps just to bribe yeah. them. In fact, Mala bribed one of the guards um, to get in to pick up Inigo in the jail system once using oh, that mod, really? and it was great fun. Give gifts to NPCs on Nexus. So giving giving the NPC a gift creates goodwill, and then you can kind of get it away does. with stuff for a moment? It, Yes, it does. Okay. Um, and oh, then they also, they'll, all, all of them are, will say thank you. Mm. Uh, you can give mm. them money or you can give you can give them coin or gifts. What I would do is actually I had a mod that gave me Dwimmer coin and Nordic coin picked up in dungeons and stuff. So I'd use mm. that as a way for money because it's hard to use the actual in-game coin system. Yeah. And I would just give give beggars and different things. So I, I bribed guards with that, you know, just here, give yeah. a couple Nordic coins. Go buy your wife a little something. You know, that's a let's great keep between us. idea. So that is by uh, Mimi, the alchemist. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you just, it, what happens is they will say thank you and they will give you a flower mm-hmm. in exchange. And yeah. then I think you get a little bit of a, a benefit with them. Now, I have used that one before, but I did not realize that it allowed you, that there were benefits to bribing a guard. I didn't yeah, realize get, it went to that level, so. Yep, you get the gift of charity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it it will just, I think you can do some, you'll have to go look at the page cause, uh, as to whether you can actually change your disposition with a guard. I don't think so. But you can, I did use it for role play bribing is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, well, that is a good one as well. I I know that the Scooming Skyrim, um, that one actually, when you get in more advanced levels, uh, you have the ability to create networks of dealers who will <laughs> take your product and sell it for you. So you have to do less legwork. Would that work well in conjunction with the uh, trade routes? I think that's what it is. Uh, that's you know, what I was thinking. Yeah, I, you should be using trade routes. I don't know. Maybe it might. Or if they're just too independent. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Well, I think we got to call it here, guys. This has been super oh. fun. And I think, <laughs> you know, we, we did manage to get through three each officially, but we covered a lot a of other ones yeah. at the same time. So... Very awesome. And and we very much appreciate having you on our show, Jessa. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yes. Yeah. All right. So do you have any plans to, to do uh, any more Skyrim adventures, do you think? Or are you moving on to, to completely new things now? That's a good question. And um, I feel I will bring another character out. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to do a character similar in a way to Centrosi, uh, in that a, a very quiet, elegant archer that doesn't work with a companion, and I would probably mm-hmm. find out a, a work out a different way to role play. And I'm actually um, Mala's file has been archived now, and it's been. You asked me before we started recording, but it's been bittersweet to mm-hmm. leave her. And um, but it's also been three years. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that amazing? Three years is a long time to to play one character. And as much as I adore her, I feel like it's time for something new. Um, And there's so many new ways, different ways that you can play Skyrim. So I'm actually working on putting together, using the fantastic Skyrim mod organizer and the profiles. You can, I'm building Mm -hmm. a a base profile, basically something that's in every Mm -hmm. game, no matter what character. And then from that, I will go on and build a an archery 
character, um, stealth character type thing. And maybe maybe it'll be maybe they will. I think my dream would be to be able to have my character, say my my stealth character, who be like a runner for your skooma. Oh, I, just, I wish there was a way that we could well, combine yeah, our characters somehow. I think exactly. there might be. Well, you know, interestingly enough, depending on how you decide to do this, I have built a mod uh, myself that cre- recreates Robard as an NPC. Oh, and so I could actually go and talk to him. You yeah. could talk to him. He's locked up in the jail in Rifton. But if you want to go, you can <laughs> you can sit you can sit on a bench outside of his and cell visit. and you can talk to him. That that um, uh, that never stopped so, me before. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fun. He sits in there and he kind of walks around and he'll he'll walk across the the room and he'll lean against the wall for a while and then he'll kind of shift around. He kind of meanders around the room, but he'll actually come and stand right up next to the bars. You know. Oh, neat. So, so yeah. I could actually kind of keep his enterprise going if he happens to be doing time. Yeah. I always thought that that would be a fantastic way. Um, <laughs> you know, I've never done a um, a co op with another channel, and uh-huh. for Skyrim, I don't know of any channels who have really. It's not a game really yeah. can do that, but I think with some imagination, it's possible, and it would just sure. open up the world just that much more. And for Absolutely. just before uh, I, you get inundated with these questions in the comments, I'm pretty sure that people will ask. Uh, whether I'd be willing to put Mala up for download, and the answer is no. <laughs> no, yeah. but <laughs> it's, it's good to just but, nip it in the bud right now. Yeah, yep, yeah, we're gonna because I know it's gonna happen. Um, but I will, you know, be happy to share if I happen to play her again. But mm-hmm. another character will come along, and we'll fall in love with him or her as mm-hmm. much as we did with Mala. Well, it's hard not to with this game, so. God bless Skyrim. Yeah, I would uh, say so. So, so many uh, hours of entertainment. God's be praised, yes, exactly. God's be praised. <laughs> well, with that, uh, good night, Jessa. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to your channel relaunching. Yeah, uh, September 4th on the at 4th. 1 p.m. PST. Actually, today, people. Today, yes, that today. is today. When this, when this podcast is released... Run over to my channel. channel. Run! Back, so. Run! We'll <laughs> All make, right. We'll make sure to have a real quick link uh, in the podcast notes and everything so people you can dive over there as yep. quickly Thank as you. possible. And, and we're all thing. looking forward to lots more brilliant content. So. You can always keep up with me and the Skyrim mod list that I'm currently running in any cha- any uh, uh, current uh, playlist that I have running at thejessachannel.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Jessa. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Absolutely. All right, should I hang up or are you going to stay on for me afterwards or are you just going to slam the phone down? We're sla- we're, <laughs> hey, Does this, this is, sound like the phone hanging up? This has been an epic episode, <laughs> so we're dropping the mic. That's what we're doing. Okay. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. So you have a good night. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, dear listener, we have come to the end of another episode. We would like to thank fans of the show for your faithful support and continued encouragement. Your enthusiasm is the lifeblood of this podcast. And whether your support comes through Patreon with dollars or through iTunes with reviews or through recommendations to your friends and family, we appreciate it all. You can contact us through our website at charactercrusade.com. And until next time, remember, it is not about the objective. It's about the journey, so go forth and experience. You have one old message. Character Crusade is a proud member of the N4G TV and Maker Studios Partner Network. 
N4G TV partners have access to exclusive production assets that are second to none and maintain full creative control over their channels. That's you, and that's me, and that's these Crusaders. Partner benefits include 24 by 7 customer support, SEO, what's SEO? A dedicated graphics team, I love me some graphics, a catalog of more than 400,000 licensed music and sound effects, and more. Learn more. <clears throat> Learn more at n4gtv.com and tell them Jimmy sent you. End of messages. I, I forgot to talk about my, or in the email, bring up my most important, um, I guess my tenet of, of role play, which is that role play is a, um, is a interplay between the character, the gamer, and the game. And when, and I wanted to talk, that's, I've basically discovered that's basically what role play is and how you balance all of those out to get a really good story. So. This will be fun. I've learned more in the last 30 seconds than I could have <laughs> imagined. I, I, my brain's full. I'm going to excuse well, myself now. Matt, Matt has spent his <laughs> most of his life trying to role-play Forza, which just doesn't work. <laughs> Come on. Forza is a sports game. Forza is a car racing game. game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and, a... and it has as much job in role playing as I have flying the space shuttle. So <laughs> I think that you can role play in any game, mm -hmm. uh, even a game like that. I'm role playing right now in a game called Homeworld Remastered, mm -hmm. and I've made up a, a character, Admiral Nuchaka, which I can't wait to bring her out. She's fun. Um, but Sweet, anyway, awesome. uh, I, you know, I could find a way to role play in Forza. And I oh, think yeah. you're right. Part of it is, is just 
understanding that entering into your character makes mm -hmm. the gameplay so much more fun. Mm -hmm. And if you have exactly. a reason to be in the car and you have a reason mm -hmm. to win or a exactly. reason. And that's exactly <laughs> right. It's about interplay, like you mentioned a few minutes ago. So I'm not going to detract from your incredible commentary. I'm going to sit back and bask in the glow of your awesomeness. <laughs> oh, is that for me? Oh, cool. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> nice? I started Skyrim on November 11th, 2012. That was the first day my channel was open for for business, as it were. And I started out, and I had no idea what Mala sounded like. Mm -hmm. I just opened my mouth on episode one, which is, you can go back and look at it. It's um, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> as all of our first episodes are, most YouTubers do not. Maybe <laughs> Stu did. No. <laughs> my my first not. Let's Play was <laughs> horseshit. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. You got, oh. I, I, I keep it on just for historical yeah. accuracy. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and humble you and yeah. humbleness. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know. Hey, uh, thanks for coming in. We wanted to have you do a sponsor read for us. Would you mind doing that? That'd be fine. Would, hang, uh, hang on for a minute here. Yeah, you got to talk in the other end. This end? No, the other that, end. That, right there. Is that yeah. better? Yeah, I can. We can hear you real good. This is weird. Um, Joe, do you have the copy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here. That's so, that's, uh, just read that first paragraph. That's kind of the, it's a thank you message, right? Um, the talk in right here. Yeah, talk into the microphone. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> We're supported by you, the fans of Couch Warrior TV and Character Crusade. Whether contributing to our Patreon campaign or simply helping us spread the word, none of this would be possible without your support. Go to patron.charactercrusade.com to learn about the benefits of supporting the crusade with a recurring donation and help keep the crusade rolling. Wow, that was great. Is that all because, like, I'm double parked outside? Yeah, yeah. Go the guys I'm have sorry. been keeping the engine running. Well, I thank you for coming in and taking the time. We really appreciate it. I mean, my pleasure. I'm gonna stop by whenever I want to. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's good to have a super fan in the neighborhood. So feel free. Not always you know, in the neighborhood. <laughs> but thank you, Character Crusade yes. guys. Hey, you know, don't let us keep you any longer. I'm, I'm sorry, out of here. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.